What's up, y'all? It's Eric Hatch. <laughs> I say y'all like I'm not from Fargo, North Dakota. What's up, you guys? It's Eric Hatch with the Hatching Leaders Podcast, and this is episode number four. We're talking about multiplying today, one of my favorite topics, multiplying the good that we can do in this world and how we can shake some stuff up. I tell you the story in this about one of my favorite team members named Kyle, who's done some big things in his life by listening to the call of doing good. And that's really the challenge today. It's about doing good and figuring out what you're on this earth for, and that is to have a purpose. And we want to help you discover what that purpose looks like and how you can get there. So listen quietly, listen egregiously, but know that we have some big things ahead for you in this episode of Play for the Person Next to You. So I'm no math wizard. Uh, actually, I kind of am a math wizard. <laughs> Growing up, I, I recognized that I was in the top 1% for like math comprehension and being gifted. I, I was, in fact, in the gifted and talented program for math. Super weird because I don't like math. I don't care about math. Numbers come easy to me, but when it was like calcula and uh, calcula, <laughs> that's a calculus and algebra if they had a baby, calcula. Uh, when it was calculus, uh, I just totally lost interest. But there's this theme of multiplying, not just as a numerical word, but instead as like this, this movement that has me so excited. This multiplying movement started for me when I was at the Global Leadership Summit. It's broadcast out of Willow Creek Church uh, in the Chicago area, and they, they blast it all over the country and the world. Uh, literally hundreds of thousands of people tune in and watch. They have speakers every year that are some awesome pastors uh, and then great people like uh, Brene Brown, uh, boy, the guy from The Prophet, Marcus Limonis, uh, Colin Powell has been on there, like just all sorts of really fascinating people. And so it's been a diehard thing for me to go to every year. Uh, And the Global Leadership Summit, this one particular year, really stood out to me. I show up and the first kid I see, the kid, uh, he's an adult now. His name's Dan, but he used to be in my youth group. Dan is there and I greet him with a big hug. He's a worship leader in town. And I'm like, Dan, you just had your third kid under the age of four. How you doing, man? And he says to me, well, God's first commandment is to be fruitful and multiply. So I took him literally. And uh, that's how church jokes work, everyone. Uh, sometimes they're a little corny, uh, and then it brings us a small little smirk to your face at best. But I'm like, yeah, man, uh, awesome, congratulations. And this theme of multiplying had been important in my life, and Dan planted that seed for me. I shared on a couple podcasts ago that my wife and I battled some infertility, and uh, when we finally were able to conceive and, and not miscarry, uh, our daughter Finley was born. And as that went and Finley was born, we had a birth videographer in the room, which you'd think would be pretty weird and kind of is. Uh, my friend Lindsay's a birth photo uh, photographer and videographer, and so we had her in there. And she's just there to capture all the things at the right angles, the emotions and everything else. And after she, she captured everything, she asked us, what do you want the soundtrack to be? And I said, well, my favorite band is Need to Breathe, and they have a song called Multiplied. And it's just this abundance mindset of how we have been fruitful and we multiplied. And oh, holy cow, I just love that song. And so Lindsay put it on our birth video and it makes us cry and chokes us up. And so now I have these two things going on of multiplying. And we get in there 
And we're listening to these speakers, and there's there's this guy out of India named Jossie Chaco. Oftentimes, I, I live in Fargo, North Dakota. The only accent I'm used to is a nasally Midwestern accent. And Jossie is uh, an English as a foreign language for him, and so uh, he has a heavier accent. And there's times in my life, I'll admit it, where if somebody has a, a heavier accent, it's more difficult for me to stay tuned into. And he was like right before lunch, and so of course I'm hungry. And those are things that'll just lead me to being more difficult to listen to is my own distractions. Uh, but I was so tuned into Jossie because his message was powerful. And he kept talking about how we are called to multiply in this world. And he's fired up like beyond comprehension. I'm so enamored with what he's saying. And I'm taking copious notes. I am just so in it with what he's saying. And then it stops. I go with my team. There's about a dozen of us. And we go to a Chinese restaurant next door. And as we're sitting there, I'm talking about how I keep hearing this theme of multiplied. And it's coming back and it's coming back. And I'm sharing with my team. They're like, yeah, yeah, I totally get it. And I talk about, you know, the the video and I talk about Dan and then I talk about Jossie and, and he, I kept hearing multiplied. And as we're walking back, one of my team members, his name's Kyle Reedstrom, says to me, he's like, dude, I feel fired up. Kyle's 26 at the time. He's like, I feel fired up. I want to do something big in this world. I want my life to have meaning. I don't want to, I don't want to play small. I want to multiply my efforts. I want to do huge things in this world. I had no idea what that was going to look like, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, me too. And I go back and the post lunch session is the main guy, Bill. And Bill uh, says, all right, take out your notebooks. We're going to do some journaling. And for me, I'm like, yeah, time for me to check my phone and to just tune out. But again, I'm in it. I am so focused on what's happening and I'm so engaged in the conversation that I actually did what he said. (laughs) Watching a screen of somebody who's miles and miles away, I'm tuned in, and he starts asking these leading questions. And as he's asking them, then the house band plays a song and gives us a couple minutes to think. And I don't remember the question that Bill asked, but I certainly remember the song that played. I think it might have been something like, what do you want your life to mean? Or what kind of legacy do you want to leave on this world? And then the band starts playing Multiplied by Need to Breathe. And I'm sitting there in the middle of this church, crying tears that I haven't felt in over a decade. Streaming down my face, I am breaking down, convulsing in tears. And I know I'm being watched, and I'm an ugly crier. Holy cow, I'm the guy who, uh, I'm oozing snot out of my nose, and my eyes are just welled up. There's nothing pretty about a big man crying. I mean, there's something awesome about it, but it's not pretty. And so people are like, are you okay? What's wrong? I'm like, everything's right, actually. Everything's right because I'm understanding what life is supposed to be about. That life is supposed to be about multiplication. That life is supposed to be about living a life that is creating such a ripple effect that it cannot be related to addition. It's multiplication. It's creating a movement of something that's so good that you can't help but be a part of it. Kyle on my team was fired up for it. I was fired up for it. And so I shoot a message uh, and I send a text message to all of our team members. And I say, next Thursday at 11 o'clock, if you're interested, meet in the training room. And we're going to talk about doing something big and changing this world. That was that super ambiguous, right? Uh, Almost mysterious. I felt so exotic. 
And I, I sent it, and wouldn't you know, I had over 20 people in that room. Our team was about 30 at the time, so we had two-thirds of the people show up. And I didn't know what I was going to do or where I was going to go with it. But in that time, I said, all right, I'm fired up to do some good in this world. And I feel like we need to multiply our efforts. There's a, there's a parable that talks about uh, somebody who takes what God gave them and uh, well, the, the parable isn't about God giving it to them, but it's this farmer who gives these seeds to sow to people. And one of them takes it and buries it, uh, takes the money and buries it and does nothing with it and comes back and gives the exact return. And then the other two, well, one of them turns it into a little more and one of them turns it into even more. And the topic or the, the goal of that parable is to, to realize and recognize that what we're given is to use is to be used to glorify God and that we're to risk it, not to bury it, not to sit on it. And I felt like my life had been involved with sitting on a lot of these things. And I share this with my group and we have some believers and some not believers. And it's not about faith uh, in this moment for people. It's about purpose. And I said, I want to challenge you that we're going to create an environment for you to step up and to do good. We have four areas. In fact, it started with two and then it magically split into four. But it, we, we started with these areas of we wanted to multiply uh, us. We wanted to be better for our group. We wanted to multiply our clients, not to get more, but to be better for them. And then we wanted to multiply our world locally and multiply our world globally. And I asked people to come to the board without any discussion and sign up for which one they felt called to. This is going to be a leadership development time. This is going to be a time for them to creatively figure out how they can take the things that I've given them and the things that God gave them and to go and multiply it. So after they signed up and miraculously, everybody had signed up in different areas. And so we had four different categories that were pretty well represented. I then gave $10,000 of my own money to each group, giving $40,000 in total. And then I put some parameters on there of what they needed to do is that they could use me as an advisor, but their goal was to multiply that, multiply their passions and their talents and multiply the gifts that I had given them and to do some good with it. Now, some things worked on a small accord, some things worked on a big accord, and ultimately it was a massive success. To the point where we recognize that this multiplying effort is something that we probably have missed out on for opportunities because we have sat idly by waiting for an invitation instead of bursting through and doing something without remorse. <laughs> Kyle is the perfect example because Kyle came to me and he said, Eric, when I'm 30 years old, I want to donate $100,000. I'm like, oh my gosh. What kind of life do you have to have to donate $100,000 freely? And in addition to that, what kind of abundance do you have to have? What kind of generosity needs to be there? And Kyle was 26 at the time. And I, I said, dude, I love it. Now, the piece, of, the piece of resistance here is if you just do it at the age of 30, that's like a one-time, one-and-done kind of thing. Back at, when, I, when I was 22 years old, I ran a marathon. But I only did it once. Because I did it once and I didn't make it a lifestyle thing. And I didn't want that to be Kyle's giving is a do it once, but not a lifestyle thing. And so I challenged him. I said, right now you should donate 10,000 and next year, 30 and the year after that, 60. And then when you're, when you're 30, you should donate a hundred, thus making it $200,000 that you'll donate by the time between now and the age of 30. 
And he said, okay. Now, I just got a letter uh, from Kyle recently, and he shared with me the donating that he's done in the last four years. And he hasn't got to 200000 yet, but he's at over $150,000 in four years because he made a commitment to multiply the goodness that was given to him, and he wanted to give that to the world. I, I, I don't take that lightly whatsoever, and that's not a me thing. That's a, that's a Kyle thing. That's a God thing. But sometimes, frankly, I think people just need invitations and they need to be shown away. And they need to see people who are willing to take big risks and do big things for other people. Multiplying doesn't happen when we play small. Multiplying doesn't happen when we don't risk. Giving $40,000 to my team and hoping that they would do some good with it was a huge risk. From that, we've seen dozens of people do mission work all over the world. Uh, Next week, we have people going down to Nicaragua to serve uh, young women that have been rescued from the sex trade industry. We've seen huge changes in people's lives. And I'm convinced that the world is waiting for you to take a risk. That our servanthood and our generosity doesn't come from playing the easy stuff and playing the small stuff and instead is listening quietly to the call and then going with fervor towards it. If you don't believe me, uh, boy, I'd have to believe that whether you're a a, a Christ-loving person or you don't believe or anything in between, that you still can't argue with this. Ephesians 2.8 is a really famous verse. Uh, It was one of the most commonly used verses by the youth group kids that I had the privilege of leading. It says this, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Awesome scripture. Super powerful. Then even Ephesians 2.9 says, Not by works so that no one can boast. But Ephesians 2.10 is what life is about. If you're looking for purpose in life, if you're trying to figure out what's going to give you joy and why you're here, what you're designed for, it's found here. I, in fact, remember my youth group kids, oftentimes they'd be tasked in their confirmation experience to write a paper of what has changed their world or what what life is about. I mean, they could really write about anything. We just wanted them to, to write a paper, which is super weird uh, looking back on it, just super weird. Uh, But kids would often ask me, Eric, what is life about? Hatch, what's the meaning of life? And I'd point to this every time. I'd bring them to Ephesians 2.10, and I would say this, that you are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for you to do. You are created to do good works. You will find purpose in life. You will find joy in life. You will find passion in life. You will find abundance in life. You will find everything you're looking for in life when you do the good works that are already set aside for you to do. Being a servant leader makes perfect sense when you play the long game. Simon Sinek talks about the infinite game and the finite game in his most recent book, cleverly called The Infinite Game. In there, he talks uh, in great, uh, great regard about how it's like a long-term game that we're playing, that we can't just play to win today. Playing to win today is being a selfish person. Playing to win today is transactionalizing things and it's grabbing what's yours today. But playing the long-term game is the servant leadership game. 
and it's the serving others game. And you know that eventually if you do great good in this world, that the boomerang that you throw out there will find its way back to you. And so I challenge you today to multiply your efforts. It doesn't come easy. It doesn't come quick. And it takes a massive amount of risk and discomfort on your behalf. I challenge you to sit quietly to listen to what you're being called to. And then to go with gusto once it finally makes sense. And if you're looking for purpose, if you're perched for purpose, if you can't figure out what in the world is supposed to bring you joy in this world, I challenge you to be reminded that you were created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And that's where you're going to find everything that you're looking for. And that's a wrap on episode number four. You've been listening to the Hatching Leaders podcast with me, your host, Eric Hatch, putting my name Hatch on everything from chilies to coaching to real estate to you name it, we're hatching it. So with that, if you haven't done so, go to hatchingleaders.com, follow along, start a movement and start doing some good in the world today.